one of the companies that I used to work for, I headed up a, an initiative called the Magic Moments Programme. And the idea was to provide customers with something extraordinary that they weren't expecting that makes them go, wow, that was great. It helps them to identify with your brand and go, yeah, if I've got an opportunity to travel with someone else, to stay with someone else, actually, these guys do a really great job. And so I'm going to do that. See who's local to you and see if you can work out some kind of um, agreement with them whereby you can upsell an experience and actually you just make a little bit of commission on that. One of our customers, they bought four domes from us. He started just this year actually um, and two and a half months later he was like, it's just incredible how well it's gone. Hello and welcome back to the Glampy Tech podcast. Uh, today we're joined by Kelda Bassett, who is the co-founder and company director at True Domes. Uh, True Domes are a UK-based manufacturer of geodesic domes. Um, and well, before we start, for anyone who's uninitiated, Kelda, could you please tell us what a geodesic dome is, please? Yeah, of course, with pleasure. Um, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, geodesic domes, for anyone that is unaware, um, they're essentially, we, we can't take credit for having designed the very first one, unfortunately. Uh, there's a very clever guy called Buckminster Fuller um, who, who actually designed the first one. And uh, the geodesic dome shape is known in science for just being so incredibly strong just because of the nature of the shape. So that actually when you exert force on it, it actually kind of gets stronger, which is quite unique. Um, and so here at True Domes, we manufacture geodesic domes um, that are commonly used for glamping, um, also used in kind of the event sector as well. We manufacture them in all kinds of different sizes. Um, so they, our range starts at kind of 4.4 meters in diameter and goes up to sort of 20 meters in diameter. So um, can be used for all kinds of purposes. The great thing about them, again, for science of them is just that they're really strong, um, really kind of wind resistant. And so they're incredible because they can be used year round as well it's interesting i'm sure buckminster fuller didn't anticipate that it would be ended up being used as a, as a glamping structure um but it's interesting how it's evolved and the, the strength of the structure as well really helps as well because obviously especially say if you're on like the north coast of scotland for example you'll, you'll want a strong structure uh, to deal exactly. with the elements and, uh, and and they do they are durable they are tend to be seen as more durable than say safari tents or or um or yurts and things like that um, so just before we get into the meat of what we're going to be discussing today, could you just introduce, you know, yourself, your role at True Domes and how you got into the glamping industry? Yeah, of course. So um, without boring you too much, um, so True Domes, we actually launched at the glamping show in 2017. So we, um, we, we've been around for a few years now, but actually our parent company, our background is we manufacture all kinds of things out of aluminium, actually. So we've made um, tent frames in the, into the industry for kind of 30 plus years is, is how long the company itself has been going on. Um, but between myself, David and, and Daniel, the other directors and um, co-founders, we love the outdoors. We love the geodesic dome. Um, and, and so it, it just seemed like a natural fit to kind of bring this product to market. We, we made a one-off. Um, it actually went on a hillside in Spain. It's, it's still standing. We did it as a bit of a, a bespoke project. Um, the customer loved it. We loved it. And so 
here we are, however many years later. Hey, and you're you're used to working with your your customers to help them create a, a great stay for their 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 guests um, at their glamping site. So from from those years of experience in working with those customers, uh, what would you say makes a great stay for for a glamping site? Um, there's so many different factors, um, and so leaning upon. Um, some of my experience where I came from before I, I worked for Trudones and before I, I worked for the company here, I actually worked a lot in the travel and hospitality industry. I worked in the airline industry for a number of years and I worked for a, a train company as well here in the UK for a number of years too. Um, and so I think <clears throat> we learned a lot about what makes a great proposition, uh, what makes a great experience for somebody, whether they're whether they are traveling or whether they're staying with you. And so these principles, I think, apply to, um, you know, staying in geodesic domes, of course, but also if you have got, if you are staying in a yurt or if you're a hotelier, um, if anyone in, in this kind of industry, these same principles kind of apply, really. I think the first one is absolutely always has to be giving a great customer experience. Um, don't under, underestimate the power of, a warm welcome and a great first impression as well. And sometimes it's the smallest things can, that can make the biggest difference and that will make people want to um, come and stay with you again and again. Um, so a couple of examples off the top of my head. Um, I, I watched with interest one of our customers, uh, Tractors and Cream down in uh, Somerset. They went and visited another customer of ours, uh, Dartmoor Domes. Um, and it was great to kind of see these two customers staying with one another, interacting and kind of learning from each other about what makes a great stay. Um, and so one of the first things that they picked up on um, is that at Dartmoor Domes, they've got a few domes that are kind of nestled in amongst the woodland. And they've got a really special location close to Dartmoor. And because each dome is quite secluded and private, um, there's fire pits outside, um, and so it's a real kind of off-grid, enjoy quality time with your family kind of stay. And so one of the first things that you're welcomed with as a customer there is a little welcome hamper, if you like, and there's branded Dartmoor Domes mugs in there, um, there's hot chocolate in there, there's marshmallows, there's biscuits. So you've kind of got your little campfire starter kit so that as soon as you get there, you, you're welcomed by things that you're not expecting that go above and beyond and that will immediately kind of open your eyes to what the possibilities are and be able to kind of enhance your stay and go, oh yeah, okay, great. Let's let's have a fire tonight. That's that's gonna be amazing. So those those little things, those little added extras um, can go a really long way. Um, one of the companies that I used to work for, I headed up a, an initiative called the Magic Moments Programme. Um, and again, it's a principle that can be applied to anything. Um, we did it actually for people traveling on a train. And the idea was to provide customers with something extraordinary that they weren't expecting that makes them go, wow, that was great. It helps them to identify with your brand and go, yeah, if I've got an opportunity to travel with someone else, to stay with someone else, actually, these guys do a really great job. And so I'm going to do that. So in Wimbledon, we served um, strawberries and cream on, on our services. And so, again, it's just a little an added extra that people weren't expecting. Over Chinese New Year, we gave out little branded fortune cookies. And so, again, the branding makes a big difference as well for people to kind of connect with you and your industry. So 
just a few little ideas. I could go on and on, but there's just a few ideas there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, that's good. The, the magic unexpected moments. Um, you know, we, we talk about on this podcast about marketing all the time. And for, for all it is um, important that you shout about what you've got. Um, sometimes it's maybe best to leave something out so that when um, the guests do arrive and they're met with something that they don't expect, as you say, um, that can be a, a real boost for them. And, and obviously that leads into like word of mouth marketing. People are going to talk about the experience that they've had uh, and it obviously, you know, increases, increases the site's reach as well. Um, Absolutely. I, yeah. And I was also interested by how you said, you know, you can, you can learn, um, you've learned from your experiences in not just, you know, creating destinations, but also the travel industry and things like that. Um, and that that's that's a good point as well you know there's universal principles and if you're looking to to create those magic moments don't just look at, at glamping stays but also look at as you say travel industry restaurants how they treat their customers uh, and if you can apply those universal principles to a glamping site then you're off to a winner yeah agree 100 percent. i mean one of my most memorable stays i stayed in a uh, it's a lodge of of some description, and my 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 children remember it as well. Just because, and in the grand scheme of things, as an owner operator, it doesn't cost very much money. They put together just a, a a little hamper for when we first arrived there, and there was just some locally sourced. And again, that's that's kind of a really key thing as well. Provenance is more and more important to people. Um, people are staying here in the UK, and actually, they want to have a a taste and a flavour of where they're staying. So. Where, where we stayed, they had um, locally baked bread and local jam and just a little bit of milk and some um, locally made fudge and sweets and stuff for the kids. I mean, the whole thing must have cost a, like a few quid to put together, but it's just something that it just welcomes you. And you go, oh, that that's a really nice and thoughtful touch. Straight away, you can have a little snack, you can have a drink, and the kids are just delighted with having some sweets. So doesn't have to be a big thing but it can go a really long way absolutely and that obviously feeds into customer retention too um you know the, the better experience you give to, to your guests the more likely they are to to come back and so you said there you know it's it's it costs a couple of quid to, to put a welcome hamper like that down there and and that's really that's a lot cheaper to to retain a guest like that than to attract a new one uh, so we, we always talk about customer retention on this podcast and perhaps that's something that you can um, you know that you can you can talk to us about a little bit more you know how how you go about um, retaining guests and how that's a cheaper acquisition strategy than say attracts them in the first place yeah of course so um, I guess anyone that, that's probably well versed with your um, with your podcast and, and with the subject anyway may know this already but there's some statistics to suggest that within the hospitality industry, it actually costs five times more to attract a new customer than it does to retain an existing customer. And so, um, you know, with a headline like that, it makes sense that we work really hard at, at retaining our customers. Um, I mean, and, just some reasons into why that is just the increased cost of marketing it costs more and more to kind of market these days so many more of us are online um that it means that advertising online inevitably kind of costs a little bit more so we have to spend quite a bit in order to to get our customers in the first place um and the other factor is that um just the commission that you'll pay to online booking sites as well. Um, if you can, if someone comes and stays with you and perhaps they've come through an online booking site initially, 
but once they've stayed with you, you've got that um, communication going with them. You've got that relationship with them already. If you can encourage them to to then book going forwards and to book directly with you, um, you're obviously kind of just making more revenue and more money from the off anyway. Um, so I mean that's that's just a great strategy, um, and also the some of the costs. Anyone that operates a site will probably know this that. Um, a new customer, they've got a lot more questions. If they've never stayed with you before, they want to know, oh, you know, all kinds of things, just as far as how do I find you? What do I do when I get there? Where is, you know, where is your reception? How do I get to where I need to stay? All that kind of thing. Um, they're going to ask you a lot more questions than the people that have stayed with you before. Um, they don't need any settling in. They can just kind of, they know what they're doing and, and off they go. And so it's clear to see why some of those reasons are that it, it costs more money to get a new person through the door than it does to just have people stay again. Absolutely. I think that's really important as well. We've talked about financial costs of, of bringing people in, but time costs as well. A lot of our clients, you know, get into glamping because they want a lifestyle change. And uh, if they're constantly on the phone speaking to prospective guests, then, you know, they're not going to have much time to enjoy that lifestyle change. So if you can free up as much time as possible. And this also blends into, you know, automated booking systems and other things that free up your time. You can really enjoy and appreciate that change of lifestyle that, that the glamping um, business can offer you if you, if you if you choose to go down that route. Um, so, so what would you say are some tips to encourage customer retention? You've talked about magic moments, but have you got any other um, any hints that, that people could follow uh, if they were wanting to retain customers? Yeah, I think, again, touched on it before, but um, just offering a, a great customer service from, from start to finish is one of the ways to retain um, customers. So make sure that you do offer a warm welcome and actually just don't be afraid of your customers as well. Um, ensure that you are open and willing to communicate with them and actually if something does go wrong don't be afraid of that I think just kind of own it I think we can all recognize that actually sometimes as a customer it's actually when things have gone horribly wrong um, but in doing so the service provider has had the opportunity to to turn it around and so I think that's the most important thing don't worry about if something goes wrong just make sure that you turn it around and that you make it right and that can actually leave a better lasting impression you know people can come and stay and go mm, yeah it was it was fine nothing went wrong and it was okay and they had a nice enough experience but but actually sometimes when things go wrong and actually and it's dealt with in such a way that you go well that was that was fantastic. Yeah, something went wrong, but they they owned it. They dealt with it. I've gone away feeling like, yeah, I'm I'm really valued. They're interested in me. They want me to come again. And I'm more likely to be evangelical and, and tell other people about what a great experience that was versus um, versus not. So customer service for sure. That that is one of them. Um, and then I think it's just about variety is the spice of life i think that's that's kind of one of the things as well make sure that you are offering something that's different that they perhaps can't get anywhere else um if it is a repeat customer in, ensure that you're doing things that will make them kind of want to come back and 
stay with you again. Um, all those things kind of help customer return. You don't want people going, oh, I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You want to make sure that there's different T-shirts to kind of come back and get each time. Yeah, there are different ways you can go about that as well. You know, one, one example is you could have different types of unit on your site so that when they stay in one unit, they want to come back next summer and they'll try the other unit on the site. Um, so, you know, you could have a pod, a dome and a hut and that's three separate experiences for them. You can also, you know, update, um, you know, keep updating the activities available, uh, you know, going on to a, a tiny level, updating what's in the hamper that, that, that welcomes them. There's all sorts that you can do to, to keep changing up and make sure people want to keep coming back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, one of our customers, um, yeah, he's got domes on his site and he's got a couple of different domes. Actually, he's kind of gone with different themes. We worked with him to create um, a Pac-Man dome, actually. So he wanted to create a space that was kind of a bit quirky, funky, um, appealed to, um, I guess, a certain generation of people that feel a bit nostalgic about uh, Pac-Man and those kind of video games. And so he's got this bright yellow dome that's made to look like a Pac-Man. And inside of it, he's got a Pac-Man arcade machine that you can kind of play on. Um, and it's all kind of Pac-Man theme. And, and that's great. People go and they love it. It's really quirky. It's really different. Um, but then equally on his site, he's got a jet plane that you can go and stay on, which, you know, again, is awesome. And people, have, people that have been and go, well, that's a great site. That's a great stay. Um, and, oh, but look at that. He's got a UFO that I can book and I can stay in. He's got this witch's hat and the um, thing that he can you can stay in. He's got... You know, he's got all kinds of weird and wonderful kind of things to to, to do and to, and to experience. And of course, each accommodation is a deep, different experience. Uh, we've just worked with him to create an igloo dome as well. So we've done something a little bit bespoke with him. And so, um, again, he's able to create a whole different experience, um, particularly leading up to Christmas and such as well, where he can have these um ice you know ice bar themed things going on and uh, all this kind of thing so even if you've got the same accommodation unit throughout your site maybe you want to experiment with different themed rooms look at the likes of Alton Towers you know it's Alton Towers Hotel the rooms are all the same in size but in each of them they have different themed rooms and so again it just adds a different um, dimension and a different experience it means you can you can come back experience that same great service but at the same time experience something that's completely different from the last time that you stayed so moving on to to profitability um obviously in the gampton business you know you, you make the majority of your money from guest bookings uh, but there are ways uh to sort of upsell to, to your guests uh in, in the right way you know obviously it's about striking the balance between providing a really good experience but there are also opportunities to increase your bottom line by offering um little extras on site so I, I know you've got some thoughts on that so i'm just wondering if you know if you could expand on what it means to upsell um on the site and how you can increase the bottom line doing that yeah of course so um there, there are lots of opportunities to up so we might have touched on a couple of them already um you can uh, work with providers locally service providers locally are there you know can people go quad biking locally or is there some kind of petting farm or you know what whatever it is that's local to you um is there a micro brewery and they, they do tours or anything like that um see who's local to you and see if you can work out some kind of um agreement with them whereby you can upsell an experience and actually you just make a little bit of commission on that um customers 
love to kind of lean upon your experience of the local area and you know what is good and so equally make sure that whoever you whoever you're kind of entrusting with your brand if you like make sure that you can recommend them make sure that they are going to have a good value for money experience and that it is something that's enjoyable um, and you know you, you can make a little bit of money off of that um, celebration hampers you know people are coming are they coming for a, a, a special occasion you can have it on on your website to you know have a, a bottle of champagne or some chocolates or have some of those little extras that have some balloons a balloon arch or whatever kind of waiting for people and um, that's kind of one of the ideas um and you know what just take some um inspiration if you like from the the people around you when you book a when you book a flight uh when you book a hotel room what are some of those added extras that perhaps get thrown in there um it's quite commonplace now with some of the the bigger chains that they'll offer you insurance for example you know you're booking a stay with them for a weekend you want to protect your stay with an insurance so that if you break down on the way if somebody's poorly um, you know, are you going to lose your money on the stay? Well, as a as a uh, accommodation supplier yourself, there's no reason why you can't have a conversation with um, an insurance company and say, "Hey, you know, can I can I upsell um, insurance policies on on my website and a little bit of commission from doing that?" And that protects you as well, so that when those instances do arise and do happen inevitably life gets in the way people's plans change um that actually the you're not going to lose out the money actually the insurance company will kind of compensate the, the customer so that's another great way to um to, to just be able to upsell do they want a continental breakfast delivering in the morning you don't have to have i mean you might have a restaurant on site and that's fantastic if you're able to kind of upsell that but maybe you don't perhaps you're a smaller operation but there's no reason why you can't upsell a continental breakfast and deliver a, a hamper with croissants and orange juice and um pastries fruits that that kind of thing um just draw inspiration from what's around you another one of our customers um i've noticed over this kind of festive season we're sort of leading up to christmas now um they're using one of their um dome space is their large studio they use it as like a large studio space and they've also got a dome that they use as so they don't just have domes for accommodation they've got one as like a studio space like a gathering space and they've got one as a restaurant space as well um, and i've noticed that leading up to christmas they've been doing christmas wreath making workshops um, and so again that's that's just a great opportunity to upsell an experience even if you're not amazing at making wreaths, you can, I'm sure you can find somebody locally that would be willing to run that workshop for you and you can come up with some kind of arrangement. Think about uh, myself and my family, we're huge fans of Centre Parks um, and, and we're quite happy to make, uh, there's a dome theme, isn't there? Maybe it's because we love domes. Um, oh. And so we love going to the subtropical swimming, you know, we love going to the dome and that doesn't cost us any extra money, but actually there are so many other different experiences as well that you can do with kids. You can do paint apart things, you can do aerial high ropes, you can play badminton, all those kind of things. So. Again, just kind of draw experience and inspiration from what do other people offer. Uh, look at what's in your local area. What can you offer yourself? And try and package that so that there's something for everybody. Completely. And it doesn't add 
too much to your workload and, and one individual upsell isn't going to change the world. But if you add lots of these things together, not only does it add to your bottom line, but it also increases, you know, your guest satisfaction, even though they're paying for it, it still adds to their overall uh, holiday experience. So it's a win-win for everyone, really. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of leads into the, the what we talked about before as far as customer retention. They're kind of much of the same thing as well, aren't they? If you are offering something different each time, then, you know, each purpose kind of serves the other. Completely. So, um, you know, to thank every guest that gives up their time to come on, we always allow you know them to give a little bit of a pitch of their business towards the end. So I know we've spoken quite a lot about, about your, your business, but if you could just... Um, you know, just before you sign off, just give a, a little bit of a pitch about True Domes, why, why they're, you know, high quality manufacturers. And if anyone wants to get in touch, how they can go about doing that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at, here at True Domes, we are based here in the UK. Um, we're a British manufacturer. We're very proud to, to be so. One of the unique things about us as well, actually, is that we manufacture our frames from aluminium rather than steel. And I think that makes us quite unique, actually, as far as I'm aware. Um, nobody else is doing that. And um, from our from our point of view, it's, I mean, as I said, our, our, our core business, we've been making things out of aluminium for a really long time. So we're great advocates for it. But because domes can be outside all year round, they are never going to rust like the steel alternatives will. Um, they are perfect for kind of being outside. Um, we've got a really friendly UK team and we're here for all parts of the, of the journey. Um, some people contact us at the very early, the very early stages, they've literally got a dream and they don't know kind of where else to go. And so we work with partners like Glampitect and say, well, you know, we know that uh, Glampitect can help you guys out. Um, they can do a feasibility study for you um, and we're on hand to help them with if they need drawings for planning, you know, all those kind of things. We're essentially just a really kind of friendly bunch of people um, that are here, here to help. We feel passionately about bringing people together as well. And so that's what gives us the greatest job satisfaction is we feel that we're doing something that enables people to switch off you know, kind of connect with family and friends. And I think that kind of stuff has come more important and more in the forefront through the, the, the recent kind of year or two that we've had. And so we're really proud of the fact that um, through what we do, people are able to, to achieve that, that people are able to um, have a better work-life balance that you spoke about earlier, Nick. One of our customers that started with us early last year. Um, they bought four domes from us, and he's he he started he started just this year actually. Um, and two and a half months later, he was like, "It's just incredible how well it's gone." He's able to spend more time with his family, more time with his kids, and for us, that's that's what makes it really worthwhile. Yes, we we provide a, a quality product that we all absolutely believe in. Um, we have all kinds of additional extras as well. So if you want to operate them year round, our structural engineer has tested them for that. You can have insulation kits, you can have curtains, you can have firing flues that just make them really cosy. And because we're a British manufacturer, we, we can kind of do bespoke and quirky things like the Pac-Man dome and, and that kind of thing as well. So I could go on none about how great we are, actually. You might need to cut some of that. Might need a part two. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so, oh, one of the podcasts. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fantastic. So if, if someone does want to get in touch with you to inquire about your domes, how do they go about doing that? Um, so, yes, if you want to get in touch, uh, we would love to talk to you. Um, most people prefer to, to communicate via email in this, this day and age, it seems. So just drop us an email, hello at truedomes.com or give our offices a call, um, 02476 326585 or jump on our website, truedomes.com and you will probably find a few useful things about how to set up and what to do on our website. We are in the middle of redeveloping it. So early part of next year, it's going to be even more kind of exciting and informative and um, we, we look forward to kind of sharing that with you but yeah if anyone wants to get in touch please do yeah thanks very much for coming on Kelda thanks for giving up your time uh, and I'm sure we'll be speaking soon thanks so much Nick we really appreciate the opportunity it's been great speaking with you take care thank you for listening to another episode of the Glamper Tech podcast I hope you enjoyed and that you found value in today's episode If you did, feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps us move up the podcast rankings. Thank you.